Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm Kirsten. I'm Joshua. I'm Kyla. And this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Also, I did want to add that I we did this last time and I didn't explain what we were doing, but we're reading a card and all answering it. Last week? From a card game. Yeah, we just kind of did it and we didn't explain Kirsten's, why or what Kirsten we were doing. Kirsten is going to slowly dive deep into uh, our, souls. our souls. Exactly. I'm judging Yourself. whether or not you're fit for heaven or hell, actually. Um, so. Is there a third option? <laughs> purgatory. Uh, I choose purgatory. But all the monsters go there. So, like, you're not allowed to choose actually. Okay, but I'm going to be dead. Actually, so you're not, not allowed to And choose. I get to choose, you get not you. Aggressively sent there there by is a Kirsten. third option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whichever um, okay, one of so us base... dies first gets to choose where the other two go. Perfect. Honestly, gonna... I feel like it's going to be me. I'm going to screw you guys over hardcore. Honestly, both me and Kyla are That's like, eh, if we die, it'll be fine. And you're like, no, I want to live forever. So you probably will be the first one out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I just can't picture me being old. Like, I just can't. It doesn't make sense. Um, based on what you know about me, do you have any Netflix recommendations? Or you can do Hulu or HBO. Mm. Or just kidding, Kylie doesn't have HBO, so Netflix or Hulu. No, I'm gonna give the the recommendation of uh something from Showtime, which none of us have. Uh called fuck, Yellow Jackets. Probably one of my favorite you know what? like shows that I've watched recently. I heard it's good. You've talked about it before. Yeah, I think you told me to watch that at some point. Yes. Yeah, but none of us have Showtime because we're poor. None of us have yeah, Showtime. Yeah, nobody has Showtime. I just bummed it off of a friend and watched it all at their house over a weekend. And Dang. so, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna start asking people. That's what hey, I did you at your Showtime? house when, uh, <laughs> With the magicians? When I did... Yeah. Um, so that's Josh's recommendation. Oh. Mine... I'm gonna say this, and Kyla's gonna hate me. It's supernatural. That show's good. I will watch it eventually. Solar opposites. Mm -hmm. You guys are all like telling us to watch normal stuff, and I'm like, watch this shit that doesn't really have any backstory. It's like a it's like a Rick and Morty type solar opposites. Yeah, it's made by the same people. Kristen, literally, you're ridiculous. I remember waiting for you to go in the shower so that I could watch it like that when I was at your house. I hate it. I would literally be watching Archer when she was in the shower because I couldn't watch it when she was out of the shower because she'd bitch about it. Why? I just, I just, there's something in my brain. I just can't. Most adult swim stuff. Yeah, most adult swim stuff just, I, I just think it's so annoying. She doesn't, so she watched Bob's Burgers first. And so, like, Archer and Bob have the same voice actor for... Yeah, so I can't I can't um, separate them. You could. I can't. It is hilarious. You just don't want to. Stargate Project, a secret U.S. military unit established in 1978 at Fort Meade, Maryland, by the Defense Intelligence Agency and SRI International, a California contractor. 
to investigate the potential for psychic phenomena in military and domestic intelligence applications. So basically, they're trying to get psychics in the military to be like, this is going down. And the project and its precursors and sister projects originally went by various code names, including Gondola Wish, Stargate, Grill Flame, that's hilarious, Center Lane, <laughs> Project oh, CF. Oh, yeah, no, they're all horrible names. Uh, Sunstreak and Scangate. So, obviously, Stargate is the one that stuck because all those were just shit names. Stargate's the least terrible. Yeah. Well, I think it sounds pretty cool. Um, until 1991, when they were consolidated and rechristened as a Stargate project. So, those were just, like, all the names that they were just going through, like, hey. Does this, this sound work. cool? Does this sound nifty? Do they all sit around a table? And they're all just pitching ideas. And then one of them's like, no. And one of them's like, yeah, man, that's such a great idea. You have to go around the circle and everyone says, no, no, yucky. Or yes, yes, yummy. And the amount of votes <laughs> each one gets Thank is you. whether or not you get that. Exactly. Disgusting. You're the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yucky. And they're like, Daryl, I literally told you last week, you either say the whole thing or you don't say anything at all. It doesn't count as a real vote. It's just skipped if you don't say it all. <laughs> I was honestly thinking like they're kind of just using the the radio and just project turntable and then like you know, either people respond well to it or they don't. So, like, everyone's just throwing out names the whole time until someone's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is probably I mean, the best we're one. gonna get and let's that, just lock that in. Yeah. what well, I was thinking, but I can't disagree with the no-no yucky. <laughs> the work for this project primarily involved remote viewing, uh, that's what they called it, the ability to psychically see events sites or info from a great distance it's kind of weird how they word it i think they're trying to word it in a way to not say that they were using magic that they're just being a medium like they're trying to say that they're not just psychic um but the project was overseen until 1987 by lieutenant frederick holmes it I think he had, like, a nickname, like, in quotes, Skip Atwater, uh, an aide and psychic headhunter to Major General Albert Stubblebine and later president of Monroe Institute. The unit was small-scale, comprising about 15 to 20 individuals and was run out of what they called an old leaky wooden barracks. It was terminated and declassified in 1995 after a CIA report concluded that it was never useful in any intelligence operation. The information provided by it was vague and included irrelevant 
and erroneous data and there were suspicions of inner judge reliability i mean did you say bag (laughs) i swear to god it'll be okay do you mean vague it's fine we all understood i don't know where kyla got the accent from but she has it and we just kind of have to accept it at first i heard bag and i was like that can't be right (laughs) this is what you this is why when people ask me uh, about my accent and ask me if it's a midwestern accent i'm like no i think that's just how i talk thank you because people like you are clearly stating that I just say things incorrectly. You you are correct. You are stating things incorrectly. Your accent <laughs> is like you were dropped on your head as a child. I don't know what to tell I you. guarantee I was. Um, the program was featured in a 2004 book and 2009 film. Both They were both titled The Men Who Stare at Goats. Have you heard of that? I have seen that movie. Because it sounds... Oh, you've seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say it sounds familiar. What is it? The Men Who Stare at Goats. Nope. Uh, but I also think that, like, a lot of times, if they have movies that, like, feature anything that the military is doing or the government is doing, they kind of purposely don't really advertise that for some strange reason. Box office is it as good. They just are, like... Either we can't let people know that, like, this is somewhat correct information or people are just trying to say that this is what happened. Neither of them mentioned Stargate Project by name. And the government literally had psychics just working for them. Honestly, it is crazy that they were, like, in the military. Like, the psychic headhunter reported to a military person. I bet they're still psychics. Like, what what is that? The military has their own astrologist for each branch. There's a Navy astrologist, an Army astrologist. Every, um, at the beginning of the year, when you're in the military, like, every year... Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just super interested in what you're about to say. They just it's gonna be funny. I was just gonna say, at the beginning of the year, every year, they take people through their horoscopes and describe to them exactly what's gonna happen based on what the psychic thinks is going to happen to their yeah. life. And they read their palms and their tarot cards. They need to know who's gonna die, who isn't gonna die. Sorry, and son, so, you're gonna die this year. Nothing we can do about it. Good luck out there. They line your, them up. I know your contract ends in about a month, but uh, you should resign. But they have to be, like, grounding themselves, so usually it's kind of like a, they're trying to get them closer to Earth before they do the reading, so they're usually, like, crawling on their hands and knees. It's almost yeah, like... like an army crawl uh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I was gonna say it was like that terrible fucking movie. (laughs) What is that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Where they sew their mouths to their buttholes? Uh, Human centipede. (laughs) Oh, the centipede? (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say it's almost like the human centipede. Um, 
I think that's a lot worse than the army crawl, though. It is. The army crawl was really good one, honestly. Uh, so, 1970s, the U.S. intelligence sources believe that the Soviet Union was spending 60 million rubles. USSR. It's a type of currency. Currency um, annually on psychotronic research in response to claims that the Soviet program had produced results. The CIA initiated funding for a new program known as Scanate, scan by coordinate, don't know what that is, in the same year. Remote viewing research began in 1972 at the Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California. Minimum accuracy rate, though, was 65%. So, for psychics? Yeah, that was That's the... But it doesn't, good, it doesn't say the maximum. Which is interesting. As that's the min- minimum, I feel like that's pretty good. Honestly, like sixty-five percent of the time, it works every time. time. I would take those odds if they're if they were going to read me my uh, future and fortune and shit. I would, I would put quite a bit of faith into them. Not all of it, obviously, because like numbers, but yeah, they surprisingly. You got my attention. I'm, yeah, curious what the maximum was, but they just posted the minimum. I also am curious on to their vetting process to these psychics. I don't know. I think they're pretty legit people. I don't know what their process was to get these people, but they seem pretty legit. Um, I'm guessing that they like. Fairs. I'm guessing they took people like from the military. You think so? Yeah. There's that many psychics just in the military? I would. I don't know for sure, people. but I would guess like they would take people that have already sold their soul away, then trying to be like. Hey, you person that's earning decent money doing psychic stuff out on your own, yeah. want to come work for the government? I mean, unless it was someone that had some type of proof that they were actually legit about mm. a decent amount of stuff. I feel they... like, yeah, if you were legit and you weren't part of the military, I feel like they could make you join by well, I either mean, bribery just... or other ways. Yeah, because if there's if there's an there's a way for the military to see something before it happens. Of course, they're going to try and jump on that. So, like, oh, it would yeah. make sense. I mean, who wouldn't, though? <laughs> exactly. I think they were just hiring shitty people. But it's interesting that they were sometimes right about events that happened. But, like, for the minimum accuracy rate of 65%, it's like, eh, they had some kind of shitty people. Because they probably didn't know what they were talking about. Uh, physicist Russell Targ and Harold Huthoff began testing psychics for SRI in 1972, including one who would later become an international celebrity, Israeli Yuri Geller. I've never heard of him. Me either. But, um, would it be to have a psychic on the podcast? We'll do it sometime. But this dude is known for being psychic. Like, that's that's why he's, like, somewhat of a celebrity, I guess. And he has trademark TV performances for spoon bending, as well as other performances. Uh, their successful results garnered interest within the U.S. Department of Defense. Ray Hemmen, professor of psychology at the University of Oregon, was asked by Air Force psychologist Lieutenant Colonel Austin W. Kibler 
then director of behavioral research for ARPA Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. That's about it. Interesting, honestly. I liked that Men Who Say Our Ghost movie. I did not know that it was actually based on like a true encounter or a true like department that they had. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they really advertised that. I think either it didn't portray it very well at all, mm-hmm. or they didn't want people to know that that's something that they had tried out. Just because, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that doubt the ability of being able to, like, yeah, and it was definitely played off as a comedy. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch it. We talked about Acid last week, Kyla. You missed it. It was great. Um, April 19th is National Bicycle Day, and it's not for riding bikes. It's for tripping balls. That's my dad's birthday. Oh my god, that's hilarious! (laughs) Tell him now he has to do some acid. (laughs) I'm trying to convince him to do anything, but he will not. There was MK Naomi. Um, It was named after a secretary. And they were supposed to learn how airborne chemicals and biological agents worked in crowded environments with field tests. So six members went to the Pentagon and they sprayed a mock bacteria into the air ducts. And if it would have been a real chemical or whatever germ, it would have killed literally half the people in the Pentagon. And that was in 1949. Hell yeah. So they like did it. And then they're like, just kidding. Also, they went into the Pentagon being like, we're here to test the air quality. And then the Pentagon people didn't even know that that's what they were doing. (laughs) Wow. They're just like, ah, if we needed to kill the Pentagon, can we? Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, someone should put that in Absolutely. But not by death. By other other means. (laughs) Um... So, they did an Operation Sea Spray in San Francisco because it was near the water and it had all the fog. And they're like, it would be so easy to just, like, spray all these people without them knowing. You know what I mean? Um, And they're like, it's a harmless bacteria. And it had a red tint so that it would be easy to trace. And it reached everyone in San Francisco all the way to Berkeley and five other surrounding cities. So, like, San Francisco's kind of... Like, and then there's the bridge from San Francisco to Berkeley. Um, but, like, where Alcatraz is, is in between the two, if that makes sense. If that kind of explains how far out it is. So, like, if you're driving from Berkeley into San Francisco, I think it takes, like, with traffic, an hour or so. Probably That's more. Depending on, like, I think it's, like, a 20-minute train ride. I think. I could be wrong. Hmm. But five other cities. Um, and they're like, it's harmless. No big deal. We'll just like spray all these people with bacteria because it's harmless. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but it wasn't. Eleven people were hospitalized and one guy did die from it. So they were I, what? It was only eleven people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, only one person died, so, like, yeah, Honestly, he was just, he was probably gonna die from something anyway. He seemed weak. Yeah. I want to know what kind of bacteria this was, too, that they were just like, we're gonna separate it all over this whole fucking giant city. 
Also, like, no, this was before the Summer of Love, so it probably wasn't as populated as it was in the 60s and 70s, but still. Um, they were directed to work with chemicals with a much smaller scale, and MK Ultra's first operation was called Bluebird. And that was apparently to make prisoners sing like a bird. And they would practice on POW, POWs. Sorry, what? No, keep going. I was just saying, to make them sing like a bird, that's weird. Oh, I think it's the names. You know, we just talked about how they have shitty names. Bluebird. To make them sing like a bird. That's what it was for. What the fuck? Not to actually make them sing like a bird, but that's like a reference to having someone Oh, to make them secrets. actually fucking talk about yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they would do it on POWs, refugees, and anyone they planned on already interrogating. So anyone they had captive and that was not, essentially not a U.S. citizen. They didn't care. So like, at this time, I'm pretty sure a lot of refugees were probably after World War II, obviously. And a lot of them were probably just like, families trying to escape germany and shit that didn't want to go back because like yeah okay it's over but like after all of that do you really want to go back to germany because like i'm sure you don't i wouldn't in 1950s they hired alan dulles who became the director of the cia who he was a part of oss um i mentioned him before and he was obsessed with the idea of manipulating the human psyche with science he thought that mind control was the answer to defeating communism and he really pushed for that we can defeat communism with mind control yeah Yeah, which like me and kylie talked about it that like they made communism seem to be like a much worse thing than what it really is no yeah we're we're fascists here please (laughs) i mean obviously (laughs) Um, this is America? They decided they needed to do this overseas because many things that they were planning on doing were illegal in the U.S., so they called them black sites. And some, they were like a couple in the U.S., but the majority of them were overseas, I think. Allegedly, I'm going to say. Allegedly. Um, Yeah, so they would beat them, drug them with no method or reason other than just to torture like we're gonna interrogate them but like it's like when you're like give me an answer and as they start to speak you just like waterboard them so they can't speak you know what i mean that's how i imagine it was going down that's rude (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Um, why would they do that that's not that's illegal i'm pretty sure i'm not allowed to waterboard people yeah that's why they did it in other countries um they would do cold water submersion, heroin, amphetamines, baseball bats, um, etc. And one was called Camp King. It was a Nazi POW camp in Obrusel Tanis. Pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. It's in Germany. Whatever. I can't say anything in English, let alone other languages. And it was a great because it was easy to get rid of bodies there. And they had endless amount of humans to test on because they were prisoners of war. Um... And they knew that if anyone died, no one would come looking for them. So it was fine. The the Soviet agents and some innocent refugees are the people that they would do this on in this specific camp. And they called it a CIA safe house, but really it was just their torture spot. Some people who Alan Dulles was connected with were some of Hitler's best spies. 
Honestly, so like, it makes sense. Who else would be like, oh, this is perfect. Got a place to throw the bodies away. Got all of these endless supply of humans. It just, like, it's so weird because some of these were Nazis and, like, Soviet, like, people. And then also at the same time, some of the Nazis were working with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just weird where they drew, drew, drew the line, like... What Nazis are good Nazis? Obviously, none of them, but like in his mind, they were just trying to do whatever was beneficial for them. Exactly. Yeah. So it was in a house in this town or whatever, and on the outside, it looked like a normal house. These people would live in it. Um, but in the basement is where everything bad would happen. So, like, when you're driving, you're just like, oh, a regular old house. But, like, little did you know, they had people locked in the basement that they were torturing and testing things out, doing experiments on. And then this one guy, um, or the place was called Villa Schuster, was the name of the house. And one person that worked there was Walter Schreiber, and he was one of the leaders of Auschwitz. He conducted many of the medical experiments that many of the people in the concentration camps. And he would freeze them in order to examine the effects of extreme cold. He conducted other sadistic medical experiments on female prisoners, and by he would do it by cutting their legs open and deliberating or deliberately infecting them with gangrene then giving them bone transplants and a lot of these um experiments were slow and agonizing deaths obviously so instead of testing on him they were like hey buddy want to come help us there's got to be some type of mental disorder to be able to do stuff like that. I think it's just like being a sociopath. Narcissist. You just, like, don't oh. give a fuck. You, like, yeah, are just like, ah, oh, it's fine. Empathy. They're not human. Yeah, no feelings for anything. Yeah. So, and then he, when he came to the U.S., he was teaching in a school in Texas. And when it became public that he was working there teaching, um, it was the Air Force School of Medicine he had a new name and all that shit they all like essentially i'm not sure what they did but so like publicly shamed type of stuff and he ended up moving to argentina which is actually a hot spot for where nazis went after the war with new aliases and that's why i don't know if you know this but like there's a lot of people that are like i'm from argentina and then they do like a 23 and me and they're like you're 50 percent german and they're like no fucking way <laughs> Oh, I apologize. Like, oh, yeah, I'm Argentinian. It's like, oh, you seem really, really light. You're actually just German. (laughs) It's a Nazi. (laughs) Yeah, my grandfather had all of these medals. I never could remember where they were from. (laughs) They used the first black site as a basis. And more opened, some opened in Japan, and they would torture, drug, and deliberately heat. I don't think that's the word I meant to use. Um, What is it? Like, put them in really high heat in places. I don't fucking know. Like, put them in a sauna for a while and see how it would go. Hypnosis. um, Electric shock confusing their nervous system with deep sleep and alertness with drugs and in hopes that they would talk and they would talk so like that's where a lot of this is kind of like 
because it's like, okay, were they talking because they were, like, gaining mind control? Or were they talking because they just wanted this shit to fucking end? It's because they wanted it to end. Probably. Yeah. It was just, like, they were just being tortured. That's why people still use torture tactics. Because either they want to end so bad, or they're not going to say shit yeah, at all. That's also, yeah. like, why torture things aren't admissible in court. Because people will lie under torture. <laughs> Like, if they actually don't know shit, they will make shit up just to not be in pain. Yeah. Well, and so they were, like, giving them, like, heroin or, like, narcotics like that to make them sleepy. And then they would give them amphetamines to make them wide awake to try and shock their nervous system. Like, to me, that's kind of, (sighs) like, that's fucked up. You're going to give someone a heart attack is what's going to happen. Their heart's going to shut down. Well, and also, if they, like... I'm, I doubt they did, but if you let someone go after that, they're addicted to drugs. Yeah. So like, if their yeah. life wasn't ruined beforehand, it is now. But, because but do you think many of these people actually left alive? Because I don't think many. I doubt it. But then doubt also, it. like, a lot of people, like, a lot of, like, at least, it might be different because they were children, but back when they used to do, like, real fucked psychological experiments on orphans, they would just like put them back in the orphanage so like it's yeah. it's possible they're just like okay have fun at home now you're free well, and i guess and also they were trying to figure out a way to wipe people's memories so if they thought that they had achieved that i could see them letting someone go in that situation um but one of the doctors they had was kurt blum and he was a high profile nazi he so he saw all the overseas experiments um, at the first black site, and he did hallucination experiments and would see if they could obtain accurate information through drugs, cause amnesia, alter a person's personality, and how long it would last if they were able to do any of that. Um, making unwilling subjects into American agents, and Alan Dulles thought that they lacked the scientific background to do so, so they were like, okay, like, scratch this whole fucking thing. We need a chemist with an imagination. Which, like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we need. <laughs> we, just need we just need somebody that'll <laughs> fuck around and find out. Yeah, um, and not just lunatics torturing people and recording it is what he said. So, like, I don't really know what the difference is because, like, even if you have a chemist with imagination, they're essentially going to do the same shit, right? So, like, yeah. there they could be, like, he wanted somebody that could pretend like they were trying. So, like, I feel like there would be a difference between somebody that's just like, ah, oh, let's just shock them with a bunch of electricity and somebody that's like, oh, well, these drugs actually target this area, so it might have a yeah. chance. Yeah. I guess it, I, I understand it, but to me, it's just like all of it seems chaotic in a way to where, really, I don't know how much farther you're going to get. Um, And they wanted someone with, without a conscious, and... So they found Sidney Gottlieb. He was a scientist from the Bronx, from the Bronx, from the Bronx. And um, so this is like something that they do with a lot of these scientists is they'll list all these things. They're like, oh, he gardened and he grew his own vegetables and he did yoga and meditated. Um, and apparently he was a good guy all up until the point that he joined the CIA. Uh, he, I think, had like 
something wrong with his feet, I think, to where he couldn't join the military. And he felt like such a bad American. He was like, ugh, I am not patriotic because I cannot go and fight for our country in this war. And then when the CIA came to him and was like, hey, you're a really smart scientist. Do you want to come like work for us? He was like, oh my God, I absolutely do. And without a question, did anything that they asked, mostly because it was his way of serving his country since he couldn't physically do it. And yeah, it does sound dumb, but also sounds like all some toxic masculinity shit. I was gonna say, like, the, uh, woe is me, I'm a terrible American, I can't go into the military. Yeah. To have a sense of purpose, apparently. Um, so, he did everything without any questions. He was like, you know what, it's for the greater good of our country, I know it's wrong, but I'm gonna do it anyways. And in 1951, Bluebird was reworked and renamed into Project Artichoke. And, like, all of these, they just keep getting renamed, but they're still the same. So, like, this is still MK Ultra. It just goes through some name changes throughout the time. So you've just been talking about the same shit for a while now, then. Exactly. There's a lot to it, though. <laughs> There's so much, because, like, it's just... I didn't know that Nazis were involved, to be honest. I just... And JFK was involved. It's just, just like, assume, wow. Just assume that yeah. Nazis are always involved. If you go back far enough, it's always Nazis. Nazis and JFK. It's, and JFK. It's just wild. It's just wild that they did... <sighs> it's wild that these people were in power, and I'm sure they're still... Like, the, like this shit didn't stop. And there's still people in power that are like, you know what, we should do this fucked up shit to try and figure out all this stuff. And, like, they're still probably torturing people. Probably. They're oh, 100%. Absolutely. Like, it's not, yeah, there's not a question about it. They're, they are. Absolutely. Unacceptable. Rude. Continue. Continue. Oh, I'm, I'm done. Perfect. My story is the case of the Matthias Group or the Yuba County Five. Um, in 1987, a group of friends from Yuba City in California, um, left to go on a trip to go watch a baseball game. After it finished, they somehow drove up a mountain into the wilderness and were never seen alive again. Um. How do we, how do we know they drove up a mountain into the wilderness? Uh, cell phone. I th- wait, wait, what's it? Cell phone? 1978? Never mind. Let me continue. What if they walked? What if they hoverboarded? What if they took the magic carpet, broomstick, etc.? In 1978, it's going to be a broomstick or a magic carpet. Keep going. Honestly, they rode their Roombas <laughs> into the wilderness. Um, the group was aged between 24 and 32. And um, most of them did have, like, developmental disabilities. They were all enrolled in a day program for mentally handicapped adults. But um, they were still able to, like, function in society and still, like, were able to be about themselves fine. But all of them did have, like, some sort of mental impairment. Okay, but you have to think about mental impairment then is different from what it is now. Fair, exactly. Like, very, very high functioning. Friday, February 24th, the five men drove out about 50 miles north from Yuba to Chicho to attend a college basketball game. Um, When the game ended at the California State University at around 10 p.m., they stopped three blocks away at a Bayer's Market. Um, 
who mildly annoying the clerk Bayers. It's B E H R. I'm guessing it's just like a uh, gas station like kind a of store. store. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They bought a uh, Hostess cherry pie, lemon pie, a Snickers bar, a Marathon bar, two Pepsi's, and a Snickers quart chicken. and a half of milk. Very that's weird amount of milk to buy. But. People like milk with sweet things. That's fair. So it makes sense. Oh, no. Like, it's just the core and a half is what throws me off. Like, Well, I don't think, like, you, those little, like... Oh, if they each, like, bought, like, a little, like, pint or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a milk drinker, so... <laughs> Back in high school, when they would give us milk with our lunches and everything was normal... At 11.30 in the fucking morning. <laughs> my first lunch at my high school was at 10.20 a.m., uh, the next day after, so they were like went to the market and then they weren't seen after that. The next day when they failed to return home, their families became concerned and called the police. Um, they were supposed to play a basketball game of their own that next day on February 25th as part of a tournament. And like they had all of their shit laid out, like they were like all prepared to go and um one of the boys had told his mother like we got a big game on saturday don't let me oversleep basically so like they were looking forward to the game and like ready to go um three days later on tuesday february 28th a forest ranger found the driver's car abandoned on an unpaved road near oroville that's how they knew they drove exactly and it was in um, it was located around a 2.5 hour drive from the game that they were at in the opposite direction from the route that they would have been expected to drive home and way up in the mountains into the Plumas National Forest. So like they went the wrong way and they drove the wrong way for two and a half hours when it was only like an hour away to begin with. That's But sketchy. I'm going to say this. Um, one time, cause like you have to remember this is before GPS and stuff. So one time when I was in high school, my friend and I went to the mall in a city that she wasn't from and I didn't have my license yet. And I fell asleep when she was driving and we ended up all the way, like almost essentially to Indiana. And we were about two hours away from her house. So it's possible. It is definitely um, possible, but still weird. And that it gets, idiots. it it also gets not back then. They didn't have GPS and stuff. They had to look at a okay. map. Do you know how yeah, hard a map is to read? Idea of how long it's going to take her to get there. Also, like she, I guess that, that part time. makes sense. That's yeah. the thing is like, it you don't just keep driving in one direction like twice the amount of time you wouldn't think. No, if if you know that you should have been there by now, you're going to be trying to check unless up the on... clock in her car was broken. A lot of things no, had to that's be wrong. unlikely. And like I feel like <laughs> you can just feel like that many hours. Like you can definitely uh, be like, I feel like we should have been getting home soon, and then another fucking yeah. hour yeah, but sometimes passes. Sometimes I feel like that, and I'm like only 15 minutes into my drive. Yeah, but still, clocks in cars, people know. Fifty fifty. Anyway, um, they didn't find any foul play at the side of the car, and the car was unlocked. One window was down, and the keys were nowhere to be seen. Um, the candy wrappers and milk cartons and the basketball programs were in the car, but maps were left in the glove compartment, and there was no obvious damage to the car. 
um, despite it being like a bumpy, not really well-traveled road. And it still had a quarter tank of gas in it, and it was not stuck at all in the snow. And so... How much gas should it have had? I have no idea. Like, should they have almost been an empty? No, it's just saying, like, they still had gas. Like, there was no reason for them to stop there. Okay, okay, okay. Like, okay. the car was fine, and they said even um, with, like, how bad the road was, they said that the driver had either used astonishing care and precision, or else he knew the road well enough to anticipate most of the ruts. Because, like, there was just no damage to the car, and it was, like, a terrible road, and it was a kind of, like, it was an older, like, I'm terrible with cars, but it was pretty low to the ground, so I can imagine, like, if you did hit ruts, it would, like, damage the underside of the car. Also, when you brought your water bottle over, I thought you were, um, thought you had a puppet on your hand. Beautiful. Oh my god, I must choke. <laughs> anyway, keep Four strangers searched the area for five days and found no trace of the men. But soon after the search began, a severe blizzard moved into the area, covering any potential tracks. Around nine inches of snow dropped on the upper mountain, and the search teams nearly lost like their own members after um, two days later. Just as, like, their cars struggled through the drifts. Um, so there were possible sightings about, of them. It said a man called Joseph Scans contacted the police after he heard about the disappearance to say that he had seen the men between 11 and 12 on Friday, on the Friday that the group disappeared. He was driving up the road to his cabin when his car became stuck in the snow, and unfortunately, while trying to push his car out, he suffered a mild heart attack. And it says, the story from here is a little confusing. In one version, while he laid in his car at about 11.30, he saw two sets of headlights coming up behind him. One was a car, and the other was a pickup truck. The two cars stopped about 20 feet from him. The passengers then left together in one car. Joseph spent the rest of the night in his car before walking down the mountain in the morning. And then he said in a second version that he said, um, while inside the car he heard whistling noises and he thought that there were a group of men and a woman with a baby walking in the light of another vehicle's headlights. He called out to them for help, and the headlights turned off, and the whistling sound stopped. And a few hours later, he saw flashlight um, beams outside of his car and called again for help. But the lights immediately went out. And then... These are two different stories that he told? Yeah, it's basically, like, two different stories that he had, like, said when he called it in, basically. It's like... Which I guess they kind of can go together, but the whistling part is no. didn't come up until the later thing. And no, also, either someone helped him or they didn't help no, him. No, either way, they didn't help him. They ignored him both times. Like, oh, okay, they okay. stopped and then they all got into a car and then most of them got into a car and then left. And then he just, like, it was weird. Like, they stopped about 20 feet from him, but they didn't actually, like, go to help him. And he walked down the That's mountain both weird. times. That's so weird. Um, 
But, and, like, you would think that that's weird, just because, like, one, the dude's just like, I had a heart attack and then walked down eight miles down the mountain to get help, like, the next day. Yeah, not likely. Like, that just seems weird. But also, separately, a woman reported seeing the five men in a red pickup truck on Saturday and Sunday, about an hour's drive from the site of their abandoned car. Since she owned a store there, and when two men came in to buy food, one of them made a phone call from a nearby phone booth, and the other two stayed in the truck. So, it's saying, like... So, I agree with that one. Yeah, but also, like, he said something about the pickup truck, too, which is what's weird. Um, otherwise, there was no news for months, and as the spring snows melted on the mountains, um, they started kind of searching again. And in June of 1978, a man riding his motorcycle through the area noticed a broken window on a Forest Service trailer. The trailer was located about 19 miles up the mountain from where the car was found. And it was like 19 mountains in the wilderness, and it would have been in heavy snow. Um, a fourth. 19 mountains or 19 miles? 19 miles. miles. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of mountains. 19 mountains. <laughs> I um, was like, what? Well, very... 19 and counting. Honestly. <laughs> But uh, a Forest Service snowcat ran up the road to the trailer on February 23rd, um, leaving a packed path in the snow that the men might have followed. And so they're thinking, like, they might have passed him, and then, like, the people ended up going there. But anyway, inside of the trailer, they found the body of one of them, Ted Wheeler, um, and search and rescue then began combing the area after that body was found. Um, the day after they found the first body in the trailer, searchers found the remains of two others, uh, Madura and Sterling. They laid on opposite sides of the road to the trailer, um, 11 miles from the car, and they believe, or, and it looked like, um, one of their bodies had been partially eaten by animals and dragged about 10 feet to a stream. And the other body they found about they found basically just bones of him scattered around like the area. And this was like months later. How long later. after they were supposed to be? This was oh, actually, okay. I was like, this what? was like a month later. And so it's like, they are pretty sure like wild animals just got to them. I was going to say that seems really soon a month for just bones to be. Yeah. Oh, um, I think it takes longer. even like it with the like wild them. animals getting them. I don't think, do they normally pick no, clean No, because it's the in the bone? cold, isn't it? Yeah. So it would be like that is strange. clean to the bone. No, that's strange. Because, like, I don't think they eat, like, no. I think that's weird. Honestly, you guys sound really judgmental. And I get really hungry. True, <laughs> I true. don't have money. That is fair. It is also cold. And so, like, you know, you got to eat for warmth. And so I need something and it's pretty disrespectful that you guys are just treating it like that but yeah i don't know kyla um there is a uh uh what are those bobcats in um in an allegan area and they would kill the horses and eat part of them but they never ate the whole horse just part of it okay good for them they're bobcats (laughs) do i look like a freaking bobcat to you yeah (laughs) 
trying to sleep right now a little bit. <laughs> I look like I'm hungry and I need to eat some shit. We're fat shaming this uh, thing, these animals that ate the people. <laughs> also, I apologize. This was in June. And so it was like six months later. Oh, okay. I misread that. I so, do look bald. But do these mountains always have snow on them? Um, I think that they had snow on them for a while. Okay, so it's still a little weird to me. Um, But anyways, they don't think that they, like, lived that long. And so, like, even oh, though the snow was gone, like, they were already dead. They couldn't, just because the snow was gone, they couldn't be freed. Two days after the, um, so like three days after that original body was found, they found one of their backbones along with a pair of Levi's and a Ripple, Ripple sold Get There's shoes. And, um, the next day an assistant sheriff from the Plumas County found a skull about a hundred yards downhill from the rest of the bones which the family's dentist used to identify the remains. And so, like, their bodies were, like, fucked. Like, just taken apart everywhere. Um, They never found any sign of one of the boys, Gary Mathias. Never found um, any sign of him. Except for his tennis shoes were inside of the surface trailer. Which means um like either he was there or somebody like took the shoes like the one dude that was in the service trailer had taken the he shoes killed and ate all of them exactly maybe they took the shoes in like hopes that he wouldn't be able to run very far <laughs> fair fair uh Said although the men's bodies were heavily decomposed, autopsy results determined that they had likely died from exposure. Also, what's weird is with Ted, um, the one that they found in the trailer, it appeared that he had lived 8 to 13 weeks after his disappearance based on the length of his beard and around 100 pound weight loss. Um, he just wait. What kind of trailer was this? It was a service trailer, like a forest service trailer. Um, like, like and it a took house? them that long to find him, or like a thing that you pull in the back of a car, like a ha- or like a house, basically, like a construction trailer type. Yeah, it's like okay, like okay. it was there permanently, but it was still like a trailer. Yep, I understand. Um. Several bedsheets were tucked tightly over his body, indicating that someone else had been with him in the trailer as he could not have bundled himself up in that manner, and his leather shoes were off and missing. A table by the bed held his nickel ring with Ted engraved on it, his gold necklace, um, no, wallet with how cash did they inside. Know? How did they know? How did they know that his shoes were leather and missing? If they couldn't find them. Um, because he was seen, like, earlier that day. And his parents oh, knew okay. what he wore out, like. Okay, I guess. The story is a little bit strange because inside of the trailer where, like, he had either died to exposure, died to, like, lack of food. 
there was heavy clothing, matches, um, playing cards, books, wooden furniture, a bunch of stuff that could have been used to start a fire. And But there was, like, no attempt to... It didn't look like there was any attempt to start a fire despite how freezing the mountain was. There was a propane tank connected to the trailer, which could have provided a ready source of heat and cooking fuel that was untouched. So that all that they had to do was turn on the gas on, and they could have had, like, the trailer actually be heated. Did it, did it say what he died from? Um, they just, all of them say exposure, but the dude died. They all also were mentally impaired, so, like, that could oh, be yeah. a little bit of it. In the storage shed, there was also a year's supply of sea rations, which are canned, pre-cooked, pre-prepared meals that the U.S. military used. And 36 of them were eaten, like, at some point in time, they ate some of them, but, like, not all of them were eaten. Like, there was a ton of them, like, a year's supply of food that they only ate part of. Does it say whose trailer this is? It's the Forest Service. Like, they have, there are trailers that have all of this shit out so that if somebody gets stuck out in the forest, like, they can... Oh, okay. That's kind of nice of them, though. It's mostly, um... like... Because, like, it's hard to find, like, happen to run into it. It's mostly, like, for people that are out, like, doing work in the forest. They can be like, we're stuck out here. We can go, like, to this cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, if they were kind of, if they couldn't figure things out on their own as much, I guess it's understandable as why they didn't start a fire or use the propane or like, something. You know what I mean? that part is understandable, but... Like, to an extent, because they were, like, high-functioning. Like, it's weird, like... Obviously, if they're out and doing this stuff on their own, I, they're definitely high-functioning. Yeah, like, they went to the baseball game, they were fine driving there by themselves. But, like, something just disconnected, and, like, with all five of them, it's just weird. At the same time, they... Like, ate some of the food, but not all of it. Like, the dude lost 120 pounds. Maybe they were trying to ration. Which is ridiculous. But, like, to ration to that extent. Even rationing 120 pounds? That's ridiculous. It was, like, half of his body weight. I just don't know. Like, if someone's starving themselves for six months or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can lose. You know what I mean? They believe... Like, if they're rationing that hard. But over six months, yeah, that is a lot of weight to lose. And they think that he might have starved to death. He had, like, frostbite on his feet, so it could have been exposure. But, like, they had so much food close by, and he just wasn't eating it. It's almost like someone was there... Like, in my mind, I'm picturing... Have you guys seen Misery? Yes. Yep. I'm picturing that, and they just weren't feeding him, and they had him chained to the fucking bed. Exactly. He's like, I can't well, wait to look hot in this casket. His feet were fucked, too. And so they're thinking, like, was a perpetrator, like, there blocking food access? Or, like, could he just not walk over to the food at some point because his feet were fucked? Like... And, like, also, 
Then you can crawl. Who else was there with him that was able to, like, tuck him in after he died? That's really weird. Yeah, the same person that wasn't letting him eat because it's some fucking misery Exactly. Shit. They think it might have been the one dude that they, like, never found any sign of, like, the fifth person. But they, there's just, like, they never found any remains, nothing of him, so it's hard to... Yeah. It was probably also, the like, fifth person that was just, like, straight up torturing everyone. But, like, why? That doesn't make sense. Unless that was his plan all along. He's like, let's Okay, but why do people woods. do what? There's plenty of people that do weird shit. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking if they've known each other for a while. Like, if all three of us went into the woods and one of us started torturing the other, it wouldn't make sense. Oh, uh, you never would know. It, wouldn't it, though? It'd be so easy. Exactly. It would be easy. I don't think it would make sense. Though. I've been friends with you guys for how many years? You know how easy it would be to just It would be you? easy, because you but it wouldn't me. make sense. It would be easy, but it wouldn't make sense. That's, that's how you find people that you're you not kill. a murderer, Kyla. Right, and that's what you think. That's what we know. Well, do you think Josh is coming back from Tennessee? I fucking Good fucking luck. <laughs> Honestly, I hope none of you come back. <laughs> Shut up, Kirsten. You'd be so pissed when you're like, fuck, I'm bored. I can't call Kyla right now. Literally just sit on the phone with her. Maybe say, so. We'll, like, we'll be dead silent for like a half hour and then we'll talk for like three hours and then we won't say anything again. Okay, sorry. We took a very long tangent. We, uh, yeah, oh yeah, did. no, I'm done with my story. So okay, we'd be fucking around. We'd be fucking. So the bitch around. never, they never come to a conclusion about anything. No, it's just like they still haven't ever found that body. Some people, so one of them, um, may have. They think because like a couple of them served in the military, like something might have just triggered PTSD when they were, like, out in the woods and, like, they kind of, like, had infighting or something. But there's no, like, actual theory. And just with the people that think that they saw other cars out there, that um, somebody else was involved that wasn't coming forward. It was Bigfoot. It was Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, for sure. What the fuck else would it be? (sighs) Wow. Yep. Wow. Next week, I'm doing tarot cards and stuff. So goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can email us at theweirdandsuspicious at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, theweirdandsuspicious, Twitter, theweirdandsus, Facebook, theweirdandsuspicious. Also, on Instagram, I've been sharing any kind of spooky story or spooky videos from like tiktok on our story so that's fun um have a good night bye bye don't be suspicious don't be weird no be weird. no no we stop we stop allowing no you can be weird just don't be suspicious be weird okay don't be no 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 we don't approve of the weird anymore